From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Welcome to the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. I'm your host, Mike De Niro. Before we get into the show today, I want to thank all our fans from all over the world. Thank you for all the support. Thank you for riding with the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. We have already over 200,000 downloads this month, and it's all due to you guys. Thank you for supporting. If you don't already, follow along on Instagram at Wrestling DeLorean Pod, on TikTok at Wrestling DeLorean Pod, and now on Twitter at W underscore DeLorean Pod. You know you gotta have a Twitter nowadays, so we, we, we had to, you know, get with the time. Today we have such a super stacked episode for you guys. We are going to be talking to the leader of MDK. We have a special guest. Today we are talking to Nick fucking Gage for his matchup with Matt Cardona this Saturday at GCW's Homecoming. That's going to be an absolute bloodbath. There's a lot said by Nick Gage on this interview, and you don't want to miss that, so make sure you stay tuned today for the interview with Nick Gage. Also, we got the news and notes around the wrestling world, and we will be talking about last night's NXT. So without further ado, let's start the show right now. I hope everyone's doing well. Thank you for inviting me into your morning routine this Wednesday. We have a big Wednesday, not only for the Wrestling DeLorean podcast, but for the wrestling world. This Wednesday, we are having Fighter Fest Night 2 AEW, we're going to talk all about that tomorrow. Should be a super stacked show from AEW on Fighter Fest Night 2. You're going to see Nyla Rose versus Britt Baker for the Women's Champion. You're going to see for the IWGP US Champion, John Moxley versus Lance Archer in a Texas death match. Darby Allen versus Wheeler Yuta. You're also going to see Sean Spears versus... Chris Jericho is a super stack show. You don't want to miss it. Fighter Fest Night 1 was an absolute banger. Road Ranger was a banger. So you don't want to miss AEW. They've been on an absolute roll right now. So make sure you check that out tonight. It was announced that Kota Ibushi, he is dealing with a bad case of pneumonia. And let me just say, for someone who's still dealing with pneumonia, it sucks. You really got to, you know... You really got to stay home and rest and like have that shit work out the system. It could take months sometimes. It's horrible. But we wish Kota Ibushi a quick recovery, a fast recovery, and I hope he comes back better than ever. He is definitely, you know, one of the top wrestlers in the world, and I really hope that he gets better soon. Last night during NXT, it was tweeted out by Matt Riddle that he wants Walter. He says that he's still waiting for a match with Walter, and whenever Walter's ready, he can have some of the original bro. And I think that if Walter versus Matt Riddle happens, it will be an absolute phenomenal matchup. I don't know if they ever wrestled before. They might have wrestled on the indies before. 
but they haven't wrestled in WWE. Walter hasn't had much experience on the main roster. He had a matchup with uh, Seth Rollins on Raw, and then he also had that Survivor Series matchup. He hasn't been on the main roster ever since. Uh, maybe Riddle goes to NXT UK to pop a rating over there for one episode. Maybe Walter comes up as a special surprise. Nowadays, you see anything can happen on Raw. You got Karrion Cross on Raw, losing. You have Keith Lee returning on Raw, losing. And now you might have Walter showing up to go against the King of Bro Style. I, I don't know if he made that up, but King of Bro Style, Matt Riddle. So that, that would be an absolute war between these two guys, and I would really enjoy that matchup if it does go down. Becky Lynch taking shots at the women's division on Twitter. She said that breastfeeding is, you know, even while breastfeeding, she's tougher than all the women in the women's division. Becky Lynch, before she left, was a master shit talker on Twitter, and now she's starting it back up. We could expect to see Becky Lynch very, very soon, I am sure. It is announced that she's ready to come back, so to have Becky Lynch back will add a lot. I think Becky Lynch has to be on the Raw roster due to the fact that the Raw women's division is very, very bleak right now. I think that they need Becky Lynch, but I then again don't want to see Becky versus Charlotte a thousand times. I don't want to see Becky versus uh, Alexa. I would rather see new matches for Becky, so I don't know. If she goes to SmackDown, you can have a lot of new matches. Becky versus Shotzi Blackheart. Becky versus Tony Storm. Becky versus Bianca Belair. Becky versus uh, Tegan Knox. So, I don't know. What, do you go to Raw where you're needed, or do you go to SmackDown where you're probably going to have a lot more fun? So, I don't know. But, nonetheless, Becky Lynch coming back to the WWE is going to be a big shot in the arm for the women's division. And I would expect to see her in a match at SummerSlam. They're really trying to stack the card for SummerSlam. Why not have Becky Lynch come back for SummerSlam? That would be a really good you know, way to have a big match added for the women's division for SummerSlam. Because that card's already looking stacked. If we do get John Cena and Roman Reigns, if we do get Edge versus Seth Rollins, which is all rumored right now. But it's, like, pretty obvious the direction they're going. But, you know, never say never. Anything could change. But if we do get all those matches, then I think adding Becky Lynch would be fire. Anyway, next, NXT TakeOver 36 will take place August 22nd, the night after WWE SummerSlam. That is a real switch up to the original or the, uh, what's called the, I guess, the concept that they usually go with which is NXT the night before, WWE main roster the night after. Uh, SummerSlam being on a Saturday this night, I mean, this uh, year was a little surprising. Usually WWE does the Sunday pay-per-views, and you know having them on a Saturday, that's very surprising. And then NXT on a Sunday. So instead of it being you know the main roster trying to step up to compete with what NXT put on the night before, it is going to be the reverse NXT is going to have to step up and put out a show better than SummerSlam from the night before. So I think it's going to be a nice little mix of, you know, it's going to be a nice little nice little change there. But, yeah, I'm surprised that SummerSlam is on a Saturday and NXT is on a Sunday. It's pretty interesting. But speaking of NXT, when we come back from this commercial break, we are going to be talking all about last night's NXT. A lot went down, a lot to talk about. 
But you better not go anywhere because at the end of this show, we have a special interview with Nick Gage before his matchup with Matt Cardona. He also talks about the remarks from Don Callis saying that Kenny Omega's tougher than Nick Gage. He also tells his story. It's it's a great interview. You don't want to miss it, so you better not miss it. We'll be right back. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We just don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Welcome back to the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. We're about to get into a super stacked show of NXT. I really enjoyed NXT. I say it every single week. NXT is the most consistent show from the WWE. And this week was no different. We had a great, great episode of NXT here. Samoa Joe is headhunting and he wants Karrion Cross. And we have a bit of a showdown here. So without further ado, let's talk about NXT from July 19th, 2021. Last night, NXT was a stacked show. We had a lot going down. A lot going down. Main event, we had a women's world title matchup. But the show starts out with Samoa Joe coming out. He says, tick-tock, someone's going to break the clock or some shit like that. You know, a little nursery rhyme. But he wants uh, Karrion Cross. William Regal comes out. He says, it's not going to go down like that. You know when you came back, you cannot wrestle. He said that you were not here to call out wrestlers. And Samoa Joe said, well, you said, if I'm provoked, I could. And, you know, they had a little back and forth. Nonetheless, William Regal says when Karrion Cross comes out tonight, he, it better be peaceful. They will resolve this in a peaceful manner. And Samoa Joe says that he cannot promise peace. He said he could promise that someone will be going to sleep tonight. First match of the night, we got the Diamond Mine. It is uh, Tyler Rust and Roderick Strong versus the team of Kushida and Bobby Fish. This was a pretty good match. We got a lot of time. Bobby Fish and Kushida pick up the victory. The Diamond Mine not starting out too strong here. They lost to Bobby Fish and Kushida here. Really, really cool to have 
another team in the making here with Bobby Fischer Kushida, but the Diamond Mine needs to win every opportunity that they get. They're brand new. You don't want to bury them right away. And I know there's not a burial, but I'm just saying. Like, you don't want them losing right away, right? You don't want to carry across on Raw, right? Dumbasses. There's a couple times throughout the night we see Samoa Joe pacing back and forth in the back. He wants carrying across to arrive already. He wants to confront him. We got a match between Frankie Monet versus JC Jane. Pretty good matchup. It was just pretty much a squash matchup for uh, Frankie Monet. Uh, during the matchup, Mandy Rose was on commentary. That says that Mandy is out here scouting uh, Jane with the neck breaker to Monet for a close two count. But Monet picks up the victory in the end with the road to Valhalla. The finishing move that Taya made famous. I like to call her Taya, even though I'm not trying to be a mark. But Frankie Monet, I think, is a whack-ass name. But anyway... Uh, after the match, Monet stands tall with her music hits, right? And then Kamea and Stone enter the ring to hype her up, but Monet and Kamea seem annoyed by Stone. I think that they're going to be getting rid of Robert Stone, and they want to have Mandy Rose as their new manager. So we should see what happens there. Uh, we also now get a backstage interview with uh, Johnny Gargano and Austin Theory. They are, you know, good comedy Good subtle comedy between uh, Gargano and Austin Theory. They have a lot of great chemistry with each other. But Theory is interrupted by Kyle O'Reilly who confronts him for talking shit about his sit down with uh, Wade Barrett last week. So he wants Austin Theory tonight. And we get that match right now because it is a, you know, this is a banger of a show. And we're going to be getting Kyle O'Reilly and Austin Theory right away. And this was a good matchup. Both guys went back and forth. It was a really good matchup. Got a lot of time. In the end, Kyle O'Reilly picks up the victory. He uh, tapped him out with, uh, with uh, you know that that shit that he do, right? That that shit that he do, the the, the heel hook, the heel hook. Uh, after the bell, Kyle O'Reilly he holds on to the hook, the heel hook. The referee tries to stop him. Finally, let's go. Music hits. He stands tall. We go to the replay. Kyle O'Reilly celebrates to end the segment here. Pretty good matchup. Like I said, I enjoyed it. We, uh, what's it called? We get a brawl between Legado del Fantasma and the Hits, the Hit Squad, the fucking Hit Squad. Yo, what is this, Ring of Honor from fucking 2002? With the Hit Row, get it right, Swerve Scott, Top Dollar, Ashanti, the Adonis, and B-Fab. They attack, uh, Legado del Fantasma. We have, you know, faction warfare here in NXT. First round matchup for the NXT Breakout Tournament. We got Andre Chase versus Odyssey Jones. This was a pretty good matchup. Odyssey Jones is a former NFL player. Uh, Omari Palmer. I don't know if you remember Omari Palmer. Uh, I first got introduced to Andre Chase as Harlem Bravado from the Bravado Brothers in Ring of Honor. Uh, He had a good stint also in Evolve. So that's probably why he's here because of the partnership with Evolve. Is Evolve even running shows anymore? But anyway, uh, Odyssey Jones is giving off some uh, some Mark Henry vibes with his look and with his attire. In the end, Odyssey Jones picked up the victory with a big uh, with a big one arm power slam, which looked very impressive. Next, we got MSK backstage. They are interrupted by a video of Imperium. They saw Imperium. They got to get in the back of the line. They got to wait online like everybody else if they want that title shot. 
But I think Imperium versus MSK should be a good matchup. We got a million dollar challenge. It is LA Knight versus Drake Maverick. This is straight out of the TNA 2014 era. We got, you know, and this is this is very reminiscent of the uh, million dollar challenges that Ted DiBiase used to put on back in the day. But yeah, so this was a good matchup. And in the end, surprise, surprise, thanks to Grimes, Drake Maverick picks up the victory. He defeats LA Knight, which is really, really interesting that they went that route. It's only going to cause a bigger, you know, a bigger problem and conflict between Grimes and LA Knight for their eventual showdown at, I guess, TakeOver 36. They probably will have it. Main event time, we got Zaya Lee versus Raquel Gonzalez for the world champion. This matchup got a lot of time. This matchup was really good. I really enjoyed this. There was some uh, scary spots here. There was a moment here where Raquel Gonzalez hits a corkscrew Vader bomb from the corner. Uh, got a two count, but Zaya Lee looked extremely hurt after this. The ringside doctor comes in. She checks on, uh, well, he checks on Zaya Lee, and more doctors come over. It's a little scary here. Gonzalez is yelling for Lee to get up. Um, yeah, so after a couple minutes of just scary here, Lee gets released from the WWE Medical, and here we go again. Gonzalez immediately grabs her and drives her into the mat with the choke slam for the pin. But yeah, I, you know, I hope that Lee is not seriously hurt, but she looks shooken up here. Lee actually knocked out Mercedes Martinez and Aaliyah, and now she's getting hurt herself, you know? I don't know, but... Cool to see Raquel Gonzalez still your champion. I thought that was really good. Uh, Samoa Joe is marching down the ramp right past Raquel Gonzalez after this, though. He calls out Karrion Cross. He wants Karrion Cross right now. You know, he says the reckoning will begin tonight. He will stomp Cross out all over the building. Eventually, Cross shows up on the big screen and he says that he is in the same place Joe walked away from. He says that he could do whatever he wants, and then we see a Beat up William Regal on the ground. Samoa Joe runs to the back to get to William Regal and Cross. Cross is in the car. And then he tells Joe before speeding off, do you still think you're in control? He spins off. We go off the air with a cliffhanger ending. There was actually a moment here where when Cross speeds off, there's a perfectly timed lightning strike from the back. That was not planned. That was really cool to see that. That's like... You know, perfect timing, lightning in the bottle, no pun intended. But really good episode of NXT. I'm giving it a strong 4 out of 5. I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I hope you guys did too. Something that I know everyone's going to enjoy is when we come back, we have our special interview with Nick Gage. He talks about Matt Cardona. He talks about Kenny Omega. He talks about everything going down. He talks about all his past trials and tribulations. He gives words of wisdom and inspiration to anybody in need. You don't want to miss it, so stay tuned because when we come back, we're talking to Nick fucking Gage. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We, we just, just don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being... 
I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Welcome to the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. I'm your host, Mike De Niro. I'm joined here by the current GCW World Champion, the leader of MDK, and the king of the deathmatch. I'm joined here with Nick fucking Gage. How you doing, man? I'm doing good, Edwin. I want to give a shout-out to my Murder, Death, Kill gang. I want to give a shout-out to my boy 2-6, locked up in the cell, Eastern Block, and I want to give a shout-out to my hate club, RIP, Nate Hatred, and RIP, my brother, Justice Payne. Yes, I always just want to get that down and rep for my uh, my uh, best friends and my boys, man, and my brother. Definitely, definitely, man. Yo, real talk, I just want to start out by saying the raw emotion you bring, the passion you have for this business, you know, what you see is what you get, and I really appreciate that in you, man. You, you really are the real deal. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, uh, once I got locked up and I got time to sit down, man, I uh, figured out that uh, I do love this, and I, I feel like I was put on this earth to... Uh, to uh, do deathmatch wrestling, so I fucking love this shit. And then when I come out and the fans are going nuts, uh, they just you know I feed off their uh, their vibes and, their, and that's where the passion shit comes from, man. I definitely feel that, man. So growing up, like your early childhood, your first introduction to wrestling, what was some of like those memories of? Oh, well, it, it all goes back to, uh, you know, the normal shit, uh, you know, going to my dad's house, watching uh, wrestling because my dad was a big wrestling fan. And uh, me and my brother, you know, tearing his house down, you know, playing like we're at uh, fucking wrestlers and shit. <laughs> and then we started, uh, you know, doing the backyard shit where we would uh, put up a trampoline and then uh, I ran into uh, ECW. Thank God for ECW, man, because if it wasn't for ECW, I wouldn't be wrestling today, man. Once I found ECW, I fucking started loving wrestling again, and uh, we started a backyard company called Hardcore Backyard Wrestling, HBW, and uh, we would just, we would uh, put shows on, man, and people from around the town would show up, and uh, they would buy tickets, and we would have hot dog stands and shit like that, and... We had bar wire matches and all kinds of shit, man. Shit was dope. I don't know, man. It was just a fun time. So tell me a little bit about your start in uh, wrestling and joining the CZW Mm -hmm. Wrestling School. Yeah. So uh, what happened was uh, I knew this guy named Ace Robinson. Uh, He was in the same grade as I was. Well, his dad... um, he uh, worked for NWA New Jersey. I don't know what he did, but he was like in the locker room, like helping people out and shit. 
Well, he got a hold of one of our backyard tapes and gave it to uh, John Vandig, who worked for that company, and told us to come down and, uh, you know, do a tryout. So uh, me, my brother, my cousin, uh, like three or four more of us went down there and, uh, you know, we did a tryout and we uh, picked it up real quick and, you know, we were living in that school, man. We went down there every single day. John gave us the key. We would go down there and just train our asses off every day, every night, man. So what was it about deathmatch wrestling that made you say, hey, yeah, that's what I want to do. I don't want to do the regular shit. I want to go in there wrestling barbed wire, glass. What was the appeal to it? Oh, it, it goes back to, uh, you know, finding out, uh, watching uh, Japanese-style wrestling. Like, uh, once I seen the Cactus Jack and Terry Funk explosion match, you know, with the boards, the ball wire boards and shit, I started liking it. And then once I found ECW Hardcore Wrestling, uh, I just fell in love with it, man. It, it was just, you know, I loved that shit. And I was like, what the fuck is this shit, man? Because it was just on some weird channel on my, on my TV, man. And one night... Yeah. Me and my brother were flipping through the channels and we found this shit. And I was like, whoa, this shit's awesome. And uh, we started going to, to uh, ECW every, uh, every month, man. I never missed the show. Wow. Um, I don't know, man, the realness of it, you know? I just like the realness of it and everything like that, man. You know, when you get in that fucking ring, man, man versus man, and... Uh, you know, that shit's real, man. That glass yeah. is real. That bar wire is real. And uh, let's see who has the most uh, tolerance to pain, man. Because it's one verse one. And, uh, you know? Yeah, definitely. Well, she got a little too real in your uh, tournament of death match with Thumbtack, Thumbtack Jack, which is the first time I got introduced to you. And for unfortunate reasons, you were the first wrestler to actually die in a death match. Like, that's insane, yeah. man. Like, what do you yeah, remember well, when about I hit that? The ro- yeah, when I hit the ropes, the uh, the uh, the uh, the tube uh, broke and stabbed me in my artery and sliced oh, it. So when I looked under there, like, I could tell the way I'm bleeding. Sometimes, like, if you hit some type of vein or something, they'll start squirting. Yeah. Well, what I hit, I knew I hit, like, something bad because it was just pouring buckets of blood out of my armpit. And I was like, oh, I'm in trouble. And I ran to the back, and I just wanted them to tape it up and go back out there and finish the match. Yeah. But uh, thank God they didn't fucking do that, man. <laughs> uh, you know, would have been a whole different outcome. We wouldn't be talking right now. Yeah, for and sure. And then, you know what, just fucking, you know, I, I kept telling them to tape it up, man, tape it up, man. I could get out there, I could finish, man. And, and uh, you know, and all of a sudden the helicopter came down. You know, I went, told my boy Loudy, get in the helicopter with me. They wouldn't let him. He went and got my bags. And then the next thing I woke up in the hospital room and uh, the doctor came in, told me I should be dead right now. God damn. Um, you know, thank God you're, uh, you know, we saved your life. And I was like, great. And I wrestled that. Uh, God, man, I wrestled the next weekend. God. You didn't take no time <laughs> yeah. off after that? Nah, man, fuck that shit. You know, uh, <laughs> so what, what happens was they gave me uh, 30 staples and like this bag, pump bag under my armpit was just, I don't know what it was for, man. It was just pumping blood out of my arm Damn. for some reason. And, uh, 
Let's see. I got out of the hospital on Tuesday. On Thursday, I went back to the doctors and got that pump out of there, and, and I got the staples removed. And that Saturday, I wrestled again on the CBW show. That, that's insane, man. Another clip that a lot of people yeah. seen of you, a clip that went viral, was when you got set on fire during a CZW match. Like, oh, it's, okay. it's, it's yeah. pretty unfortunate that a lot of, like, the clips that people seen of you are you getting hurt. Like, Yeah. Well, you know, uh, that fucking one was that uh, tough, man. It's like I, I got stuck in the barbed wire, so I couldn't get out of it. And once I got out of it, I was engulfed in flames. And uh, they want to put John out first. And I tried to do the stop, drop, and roll shit, and that shit yeah. didn't work. So I'm just, you know, finally they put me out. And I finished that match. If you don't know, if you ever seen the match, I yeah. finished the match. And, uh, the finish of the match was that uh, Neko gave me a DVD through three sheets of glass and oh, it like slipped right by my fucking temple and, and I couldn't I couldn't go no more. And uh, I literally went home, went on my couch and laid on my stomach for a couple of days. I didn't even go to the hospital and skin Damn. started just coming up with my back and uh, my wife was like, You gotta go to the hospital, man. You gotta you gotta get up and go and uh I put a tail in my back and I went to the hospital and the looks on their faces were like, holy shit. And then, um, yeah, yeah. So they rushed me into the burn unit and uh, did what they did and they gave me some cream. I had to apply on every day and, you know, but uh, I'll tell you what, that was some pain, man. Like at first when they put you out, you don't really feel it. And then like 10, 15, 20 seconds later, Boom, there's that pain, man. That pain, true. That was that was one of the worst pains I ever went through, man. Yeah, I don't I want to go I through that pain again. Damn. Yeah. What are some of your fondest memories of the early days of CZW? Uh, the camaraderie, man. Uh, the locker room. Uh, the boys, you know. I just I, I thought we had a great group of guys, man, who uh, were hungry and just wanted to. It kind of reminds me of GCW today, man, yeah. where uh, everybody's fucking... You know, kind of like just wants to go out there and get it. There's no fucking nobody in the locker room being a fucking pussy or an asshole or anything like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. None of that shit going. It's just hungry guys want to go out there and get it. Um, you know, I was young, man. I was going to Japan a lot, man. I was I was living in Japan for like three years. You know, wow. coming back, I would I'll go to Japan for three weeks, come back for a week, wrestle come back to Japan back and forth so I was just doing that a lot and I was like 19, 20 years old Damn. so I was kind of lucky to uh, get all that knowledge and shit man you know? yeah definitely so it's it's definitely well documented a, a lot of people know your name due to the uh, bank robbery thing can you take us yeah, back to that yeah. day and like tell us what exactly went down? Because I know like yeah, you course, had yeah, yeah we we seen like the reenactments on Dark Side of the Ring and just like coming mm-hmm. from you, what happened? Well, you know, you know what it is, man. You know, was, I was uh, you know down the dumps, man, yeah. lowest of the lows. Um, you know, I had nowhere to stay. Uh, you know, I was staying with my girl's mom and she kicked us out. Um, I went over to my friend's house. Uh, he came home. He kicked me out. I had nowhere to stay. So, uh, you know, I said, you know what, man? I need some money, and I'm just going to go in here. I'm, I'm 
uh, and rob this bank. And I always wanted to rob a bank for some odd reason. It was always on my head forever. I don't know why, but... Yeah. So I went in one bank and was like, damn, man, I pussied out. And I was like, damn it. And I was so mad that I was walking down the street going, damn it, man. And I was so mad that I pussied out that I ran into another bank and I went in there and robbed that bank. And, uh, you know, went to uh, my boy uh, Lauderdale's house and uh, he got me out of there. And I went down to Atlantic City and partied my ass off for... I don't know, two weeks and then turn myself in. Damn, man. You know? So, so what you was... You know, uh, I, was at the, I was at the point in my life, Edwin, where I just didn't give a fuck, man. Yeah. Uh, wrestling, wrestling, I really didn't... I wasn't really feeling it. I didn't really care about it. I was just there to kind of kind of get a get an envelope and go home and, you know, didn't care about life. You know, I didn't care if I lived or died, all that shit, man. And, uh... You know, anybody listening to this right now and it's going through hard times, man, you know, um, you can battle back through anything, man. Anything, man. You could be, you could be, you could be down in the dumps, man, you know, and, and, and you could just fight through anything, but find someone to talk to or find somebody that can help you out, man, or, or, or lead you in the right path, man. You know, it's okay these days to, to express to somebody that, you know, man, you know, I ain't feeling myself or I'm on drugs or, or I'm this or I'm that, you know, it's okay, man. It's okay. You know, I was one of them dudes where I had pride, man, where like I was good at hiding it. You know what I mean? Like I didn't want to tell anybody that, you know, I was all fucked up on, you know, on drugs and taking a lot of pills and, and, and this and that. And, and I had too much pride to tell anybody that now these days, I wish I would have just walked to one of my friends and told him that, yo, man, I'm fucked up in the game right now. And definitely, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty, I'm 100% sure they would have fucking got me help in two seconds and I wouldn't have to go to prison and I wouldn't have to done all that bullshit I had to go through. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. So, See, that, that's definitely why yeah. I always felt like you're a very inspirational wrestler because of the fact that, like, Forget the wrestling aspect. Just as a man, you you were at rock bottom, and now you're on top of the world due to like your perseverance. So that's why it's always like a good story to tell. Well, you know, I'm on top of the world because of the fans, man. When I when I got locked up, man, uh, I just didn't realize how much the fans or how popular I was. Because when I went in and 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 I got locked up, I would get a lot of mail and just. From, from random people that I don't even know telling me to, uh, you know, keep your head up, stay strong. It's okay, man. When you get out, you're going to be, a, you know, all that, all that good positive talk from yeah. strangers that I don't even know. And I was just like, wow, this is crazy. And that's, and then that's when I started like, you know what? I'm going to change my, uh, you know, I'm going to change my mind, body, and soul, man. Mm-hmm. You know, and I did three things, you know, I started working out which uh, helps with your confidence and, you know, and changed my mind and got my mind better and it got me more confident about myself. And, you know, I dug deep inside and, and shit like that. And, you know, and it, and it turned into where, like, you know, I love who I am right now, man. So That's great, man. I love hearing that. Was it that turnaround yeah. and that fan support that made you fall back in love with wrestling? Oh, absolutely. You know what to say, man. Oh, yeah. 
once they uh, once they take it away, you figure you you figure out how much you love it. Yeah. And once they took it away, you know, and I'm sitting in my cell and I'm watching like I don't know, I was like we had like uh, TVs, so I would watch like SmackDown, and I was like, man, I fucking miss doing that, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You know what? And I just told myself, you know what? When I get out here, and that's why I work out like that, man. I worked out so hard in there, man, that there I told myself I'm gonna work out. I know exactly what I want to do. I want to put Deathmatch Wrestling back on the map, and I want to make it a fucking uh, respectful art. And uh, I felt like I'd done that, man. Or or on <laughs> the path of doing that, you know. No, for sure. So after your yeah. jail time, you come out, you return to CZW. What was different about CZW this time around than back uh, in the day every when you single remember? thing? Every <laughs> single thing. I went in there, and uh, as soon as I got there, I looked around and I was like, "Man, this place sucks." Uh, nobody's talking to nobody. There's no camaraderie. You know, it's just, yeah. it, I could feel the vibes. It was just, just not. It just felt like, um, you know, I don't know. People were just using CZW to get somewhere else, you know, and shit yeah. like that. And you know, I'm a guy who started that shit, and and, and I don't know, man. Everything was different about that shit, man. And, you know, and I knew the guy, the owner was lying, saying he was writing me and sending me money, so which was a total bullshit lie. Hmm. So I knew he was lying. And, you know, thank God that, uh, you know, me and Lauder Al, thank, thank God me and Lauder Al came up with the NGI, the Nick Gage Invitational, and that went well. And then, uh, you know, we started GCW. Cause I, I probably wouldn't be, you know, wrestling right now if it wasn't for GCW, man. Uh, I love that company, and, and it's awesome, man. Yeah, GCW definitely has that spirit of the classic CZW and has that underground feel. It, it does feel like a modern ECW, but to the next level. So for people who are unfamiliar yeah. with GCW, let's talk about GCW. Well, I was just going to say, you know, GCW has uh, has a little bit of everything. I mean, of course, we're known for our death matches. But nowadays, uh, uh, our, we have good wrestling. We got good high flying. For sure. Uh, we, you know, we got a little bit of mixture of everything, man. And we we just go everywhere, man. I, I just, just can't believe it that we're, like, we're a legit traveling wrestling company, man. We were just down Houston. We were down Texas, Dallas, Texas, and the fans were going nuts down there, man. It's definitely been and growing. Like, yeah, yeah, growing huge everywhere we go, man. Definitely, Fucking man. packed out. Fans are going nuts. They know who the wrestlers are. The uh, 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 the boys, the, the locker room's awesome, you know? And I yeah. feel like I'm the head of that locker room and I make sure that fucking nobody gets out of line in that locker room and acts like a fucking you know you know what I'm talking about yeah for sure gets out of line you know what I mean <laughs> yeah definitely it's just a good locker room man and I, I'm proud of the boys man I'm just, just so proud of them guys man I consider all them guys my friends and I don't know I'm just proud of GCW that's awesome man so Dark Side of the Ring they pick up your story and I really do feel like Dark Side of the Ring, they definitely told it well and really painted you in a positive light, which I love to see. I didn't expect, like, I didn't want to see them, like, try to shit on you for, like, your past or try yeah. to, you know what I mean? So I was really happy with the way it turned out. But is there anything that you would have yeah. done different for Dark Side of the Ring? 
Um, no, I, I think uh, Evan did a great job. I, I told them guys twice, no, I, I didn't want to do it. Just what you just said. I thought they might have, would have, would have, uh, you know, ran me over with a truck. You know what I mean? Yeah. Made me look just bad and shit like that. But uh, you know, a couple people I trust uh, talked me into it, so I was like, all right. And uh, no, nah, man, I think they hit it on the, I think they hit it on the head, man. I think they did a great job, man. They told my story the right way. Um, you know, no, I don't yeah, think I would change I, anything about that. It's definitely you one know? of their better episodes, I believe. So, yeah, they, I, think my, I think my episode is the top episode of of this season. Yeah, so, I believe it was the highest season. rated too. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I'm in, proud of that. Yeah, in Dark Side of the Ring, they bring up the whole thing with David Arquette. What went wrong in that match with David Arquette? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, 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 the day before, David Arquette took me out for a steak dinner, and I explained to him that this shit is real. This is a death match. Are you sure you want to do this? Yeah. Um, I think he started freaking out, you know, started, started bugging out, you know, and shit like that. And, you know, I turned it up a notch on him, man. And once I turned it up a notch, he was like, he started bugging out and shit like that. It was going well. match was going great. And then all of a sudden, he just started freaking out. I guess once I started carving up with the pizza cutter, and and uh, I don't know, man. I don't know what you can tell about that guy. Uh, he just pussied out, stepped out of the ring, got a little cut on his neck, which was his fault. You know, he turns around, tried to shoot me with a double leg. I had a little fucking glass in my hand. It cut him. At first, I was like, damn, did I kill David Arquette? But then I looked <laughs> at his neck, and you know, I've been in so many of these matches that I could tell the way the cuts are, and, and uh, you know, I could see that he was all right. You know, it might have been bleeding a little bit, but he was all right. But yeah. uh, the guy's never been in a death match before, and listen, man, once that once you start getting cut up and that blood starts oozing out and that when you start burning up and you get cuts on your back and that shit starts burning, man, you're going to realize... If you want to do this or or not, and I feel like he made a decision of man, I can't do this no more, and I'm out of here. And he came back in the ring, and said, "Pin me," and I said, "Fuck no, we're gonna keep going." Mm. And he tried to uh, you know get tough with me, and I uh, and I gave him a judo throw, and I slammed him, and I whispered in his ear, "I will fucking beat the fucking shit out of you if you keep going." And he just laid there, and I pinned him. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We just just don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Uh, another crazy incident just took place not too long ago. Supposedly, I, I wasn't able to see the event, but supposedly cops were called during your match with Mance Warner. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They thought that, um, yeah, they thought it was a real fight. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. (laughs) So, uh, we're doing, um, uh, I don't know, we're in the barn, you know what I mean? Uh, Another show we did in freaking Wyoming. That's another thing. GCW went to Wyoming, and the fans came to Wyoming, and they were nuts, man. The fans were awesome. They were making noise. They were rowdy. They're just what I where I need them at. Yeah. And me and Mance, you know, do what me and Mance do, man. We just go at it. And uh, I don't know. Somebody thought, you know, they called the cops, said somebody's fighting, and they showed up. But I was out of there already, man. I got in the car and went to, the, you know, got out of there fast, man. I don't want to talk to no cops. <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> <At all. laughs> but yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, so this know. Saturday, you got Matt yeah. Cardona. You know, this is getting a lot of press, yeah, a lot of yeah, hype. Yeah, I'm fired up. What, what could Cardona expect from this matchup? Oh, uh, well, he better be ready. You know what I mean? This is the death match. I'm going to carve him up. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, I, I do have respect for that guy, you know. Uh, well, I did have respect for that guy. You know, the guy's been in the business for 15 years. Yeah. You know, uh, you, know you got to love his business. If, if you don't love this business, it'll chew you up and spit you out. And he's been doing this for so long that he must love this business. And, uh, you know, he's been doing it for 15 years. Uh, you know, I have respect for him. But, uh, you know, once he wants to fucking pull the hood off and uh, give me a DDT and middle finger on my gang and all that shit, um, you know, it's all, man. I'm just, I'm just going to let them know what's on, man. We're going to fight, and we're going to see who, uh, who, uh, who's going to win. Definitely. I know I'm going to win because uh, I feel like once I start carving him up and he's going to start bleeding where he's never bled before, he's going to realize, oh, shit, man. I might have got myself into something I shouldn't have got myself into. <laughs> For sure. You know? So this past Saturday, Impact Wrestling had Slammiversary. The main event was Kenny Omega versus Sammy Callahan in a no DQ match. And before the match, Don Callis yeah. basically gave a shot to you. I don't know why, but when he was uh, introducing Kenny Omega, he called him tougher than Nick Gage. <laughs> do you? Do you? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, that's why I asked you hear I'm about sorry. that. So, no, go ahead. Finish what you're saying. So, uh, what's it called? Do you have any aspirations to go to other companies, bigger companies? Have you been contacted by bigger companies to? Maybe come in, still work GCW, but work with other shows. Um, I, listen, I wrestle anywhere, man. You know, I wrestle anybody anywhere. Most they they know how to wrestle. I got no problem wrestling anybody anywhere, anytime, man. I got no problem with it. I love it. Yeah, they call me up and uh, and, and fits right. Yeah, I'll go wrestle with motherfuckers. So, you, so you would be you would be open to. Kicking Kenny Omega's ass, then. 
Oh, I have no problem wrestling with Kenny Omega, but it would be in the death match. It wouldn't be in a regular match. You know what I mean? Yeah. He, you know, he, he said he's the king of the death match. Well, let's do it with real glass and real barbed wire. Yeah. You know what I mean? Let's do it. What you was know? your thoughts on the of match course. with him and uh, Moxley? Uh, uh, I didn't, you know, I've seen clips of it. Uh, I thought it was okay. Something happened at the end. Are you talking about the exploding barbed wire one? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what happened there, man. Uh, I don't know, man. I just feel like they, they're using Hollywood glass and, 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 and they're snipping the barbed wire because, I don't know, any barbed wire I've been, been hit with, I always get stuck in it and I always start bleeding and any glass I land in, my back starts slicing up and I'm bleeding yeah. really bad. So, definitely. For them not to have no blood on them or blood just on their forehead makes me uh, second guess what they're using. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, for uh, sure. You know, Kenny Omega is a fucking awesome wrestler, man. Uh, you know, props to that guy. You know, he's doing his thing. He's got about 16 belts around his uh, waist right now and his neck and his shoulders and. Whatever, man. He's a great wrestler. But, uh, yeah, I'll take him in a death match, man. You know, we'll <laughs> surround that fucking ring, put up 200 light cubes, and then we'll see who the king of the death match is. I think people would love to yeah. see that. <laughs> so who are some yeah. uh, dream opponents that you have? Uh, dream opponents. Oh, God, man. I get stuck on this question every single time I get asked it. Hmm. Um, like, I, I would love to wrestle. Like, I wish Mick Foley was still around. I would love to wrestle him. I'll give you a little story about Mick Foley, man. I seen him in a locker room one time, right? Yeah. I went right up to him and I thanked him for, um, you know, everything he's done in this business. But I thanked him for introducing me to, um, you know, Deathmatch Wrestling. Yeah. And, and he said, sorry. He apologized to me for, for introducing that to me. And I said, don't you ever apologize to me. I yeah. love Deathmatch Wrestling. And not only do I love it, I'm the fucking best in the world right now at Deathmatch Wrestling. So I just wanted to say thank you. And I spun off on him. And he looked at wow. me kind of crazy. <laughs> I can only you imagine. Know? I wish I was yeah. a fly on the wall for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean... So, I just, you know, he's my favorite, favorite guy of all time, man. I just love that guy. And, uh, he's one of the guys I, uh, Terry Funk's another guy I wish I could wrestle. Definitely. You know, I, I mean, I, like these days, uh, you know, man, I wrestle pretty much everybody, man. Um, let's uh, throw Kenny Omega out there, man. Fuck it. Mm-hmm. Kenny Omega. Let's throw his name out there. Um, let's see, uh, in a death match, uh, I would love to wrestle uh, Rick Swanee. I already wrestled him in a regular match. I'd love to wrestle mm. him in a death match. I love Rick Swanee. Very talented. I think he'd go off the Yeah, yeah, very talented. That's my guy, too, man. He's a good dude. Um, I don't know, man. I'm just uh, uh, I'm just so focused on Macrodona right now, man. Nah, I feel uh, like... I just, just... I don't know what's going to happen Saturday. I know, uh, you know, I'm confident in my abilities. I don't know if he's ready to be put through glass. I don't know if he's ready to be bleeding all throughout his whole body. I don't know if he could get ready ready for that. that. (laughs) Yeah, he he better be ready for that. 
because that's what's going to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then once Billy whips up that pizza cutter and throws it in my hand, I'm going to carve his ass up. I want to at least, I want to at least make him wake up every morning and look in the mirror and see some type of scar and say, well, the God of this shit, Nick Gates did that to me, you know, for the rest <laughs> of his life. That's crazy. He's definitely, man. So, how could people see GCW Homecoming? Well, it's on Fight TV. You know, I guess you can stream it on Fight TV, man. I don't know how any of that shit goes, bro. I stay out of that shit, man. You know what I do, Edwin? They give me a date. They they tell me when to show up. I show up. I gear up. I walk around and pace around. I get myself in the mode. I zone in. I go and wrestle. That's it. That's what I do, Edwin. I don't know fucking, you know, I don't know anything about the streaming shit or anything like that. That's all I do. I focus on going out there and tearing shit up and fucking just, uh, I just know that there's going to be a mosh pit like no other mosh pit this Saturday. We're going to pack the house. And I can't wait. And I wish it was Saturday already. Well, it's definitely on Fight TV. So everybody check out. GCW Homecoming, Matt Cardona versus Nick Gage. Nick, before we get out of here, how could people reach you? What are some of your socials? Oh uh, well, you can um, you got me at Instagram. You got me at Instagram. You can find me on Twitter. You can find me on anything, man. That's awesome, man. Thank you so and, and much. Also, right? uh, I, I, do, I do the cameo things. That's weird, man, because uh, someone introduced me to cameos. Um, shout out to Effie. Effie's my motherfucking boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he introduced me to them cameos, and I was like, dude, I, I don't know about holding a, a phone to my face and, <laughs> and sending this out. And, uh, I, you know, it turns around that when uh, I, I love doing them cameos, man. You should see some of these messages I get that uh, how I help these people out. And, and, and it's it just, I don't know, man. I, yeah, get, sure. I get a message, and I might be down one day, and I read this message, and I'm like, wow, this is fucking awesome, man. It's definitely and a good way also, to have people connect with you, too. Yeah, also, um, you know, I started a company, mdkallday.com. Um, I started that with my boy, Cali Mike. So we have uh, we have all kind of merch on there. And also, we're, we're, we're branding out. We sign wrestlers. You know, we got all kinds of wrestlers on there now. That's awesome. You know, shit like that. So, you know, I'm trying to build that MDKAllDay.com into a whole brand and and shit like that. Definitely. And uh, maybe try to try to do a podcast on there. You know, if I do a podcast, Edwin, I'm gonna have you on there, man. I appreciate it. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, Edwin, I would love to be on it. Edwin, when, I, when I start my podcast, when we get ready and get settled in, you know, I'm gonna have you on there, Edwin. I would love to. Thank you so much. Your life, man. I'm gonna ask how 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 you got through life and all your shit. How about that? Sounds good, man. I appreciate it. No, I appreciate you, Edwin, man. Really, man. It goes both ways, man. I I just love the fans. That's why um, sometimes when I finish my matches, I don't even go back to the locker room. I stay out and I try to sign. You know, I don't try to sign autographs and I try to take pictures with everybody. And and they uh, they try to offer me money, and I say, no way, I'll take your money, man. Wow. I would never take this money, man. 
and they're always free pictures and, and autographs are free because if you guys weren't chanting MDK or if you guys weren't, you know, just fucking doing you, you know what I mean? Being loud in that arena and, and fucking getting me fired up and, you know, I don't know what I would be doing right now, you know, so... Shout out to everybody, the whole motherfucking MDK gang, man. Thank you guys. And uh, this Saturday, if you guys are listening to this, you better be motherfucking loud. Let's fucking tear that roof off. Yes, sir. Because that guy's been, I want that guy to come in that arena and realize he's hated by every single motherfucker there. I definitely think that's going to happen, without a doubt. Yeah, yeah. And I want to... You know, the last mosh pit I had, they fucking moshed me so hard, man. They threw me against the wall and shit. <laughs> and fucking loved it, man. And, yeah, it was crazy, man. Even, like, when we went to Wyoming, man, I had a mosh pit in Wyoming, man. Wow. Name of companies so the, went to Wyoming and, and did a show. The following is nationwide. Yeah. Yeah, I can't even name it. And, uh... You know, GCW, we're, we got dates, we're touring everywhere, man, so you can see us everywhere, man. You know, I can get in my phone, I can work out the fucking, but we're touring everywhere. Shout out to Lauderdale for making this happen. Shout out to all the wrestlers in the locker room, busting their asses. Every single show, they go out there and give it 110%. I have yet to see one wrestler in that locker room take a, take a, take a day off. You know what I mean? Yeah, for and sure. Man was, so, shout out to all the boys, you know. Matt Warner, the second gear crew, Matt Justice, all them guys, man. Uh, shout out to AJ Gray. I just love all them guys, man. Definitely. And not only uh, are they uh, uh, wrestlers, they're friends of mine, man. So, I just, uh, I just, you know, I'm just in love with, with wrestling right now. I'm just in love with GCW. And everything we're doing right now, man. That's great, man. And uh, I just wrestled that. Uh, I just wrestled that chick down in Texas, Sadika. Uh, mm. She was, I, I, she was tough, man. I mean, I went in. Actually, I, I told my wife, I was like, all right, well, the first I had fucking, I had Alice Cologne the second night, so I was like, all right, well, the first night's going to be kind of easy. You know, I got a girl going there, tear her ass up, and then, uh, but uh, she was not easy at all. <laughs> She's tougher than some fucking men I face. Damn. And uh, it was great, man. It was great. She was tough as hell, so. Yeah, I saw some of the post-fight damage on your back. You were torn up. Yeah, yeah. I had these cuts where, uh, you know, the second night they wouldn't let me wrestle, man, because mm. my cuts were so deep. In, in my flesh that uh, they just wouldn't let me go out there. I was, you know, kind of pissed off, but, you know, yeah. you know, they well, tell me you can't go out, I can't go out, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. It's always for your better health. Well, thank you so ah, much for joining that. us, I mean, man. You only, you, only, you only live once, man, you know what I mean? I, I I'll dig. go out there anytime. I dig that, man. Huh? I hear that. Yeah. Thank you so much yeah. for joining, man. Thank no you so much for doing this. Uh, no problem, Edwin. And uh, I just want to let everybody out there, man, if you're down at the dumps or anything, man, find somebody you could talk to or anybody like that, man. And, um, you know, find uh, and be yourself, man. Don't let anybody try to change you, man. You always sure. be your motherfucking self, man. Mm-hmm. And you'll be happy with yourself, man. So I just wanted to throw that out there, man. 
Thank yeah. you so much. It definitely right, was no a problem. pleasure, man. Thank, Thank you. you MDK all yeah. fucking yeah. day. Yes, MDK all fucking day. MDKallday.com, man. Go check that shit out, man. Definitely check it out, people. Shit, man, man. Yo, hit me up. Um, and I try to keep it as, I try to keep the, the cameo as low as possible with the money so, uh, people can buy them, man. Cause some people are like, well, you need to raise that. And I said, no, man. Keep it at $25 so people can afford it and get one. You know what I mean? So yeah, I try sure. to keep it as low as 25 hours so people can afford it and everything like that. So. Yeah, you're a real humble guy, man. And it's definitely appreciated and it goes a long way. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, you know, I, I had a lot of time to sit down in prison and and evaluate myself, and um, you know, and, uh, I came out a better dude, man. I feel like so. You know, it's weird how you could take uh, so much neg- negativity in prison and uh, find the positivity out of it. You know what I mean? That's yeah. what I did. You know, definitely, man. So, yeah, Saturday, GCW, Lang City, homecoming. Yes, sir. Get there, man. And fucking get loud and rowdy, man. That's the way we like it. Mm-hmm. For sure. And if you can't get there live, make sure you tune in on Fight TV, buy the pay-per-view, GCW Homecoming. Yeah, definitely. Buy Fight TV, man. Because when you buy Fight TV, man, all that money just goes right back in the company. So we keep growing this company. We get as big as we can get it, you know? For sure. So... Well, Gage, I really appreciate you, man. Good luck on Saturday. Yeah, it's not about luck, everyone. It's about skills, man. I feel like my skills are better than his skills in this type of match. So Uh, I would say. um, (laughs) Yeah, if you're in the front row, I'm going to try to squirt his blood out to the front row. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I want his blood to start squirting out. So if you're in the front row, be prepared to get blood on you. Damn. (laughs) Well, you heard it here first. (laughs) All motherfucking day. Uh, I just want to give a shout out to my boy Two Six. Uh, he'll be out. He'll be out soon, man. That's my brother. I love him to death, and uh, he'll be free soon. That's what's up. Um, you know, yeah. And um, R.I.P. Nate Hatred and R.I.P. My brother uh, Chris Wilson, aka Justice Pain, man. Definitely, man. Rest in peace. Well, Gage, I yeah, really absolutely. appreciate you for doing this, man. Thank you so much. You're welcome back anytime. Uh, anytime you need me, everyone, man, you just shoot me an email, man. I got you. No problem, man. Take it easy. Damn, what an interview, man. Shouts to Nick Gage, who, honestly, I appreciate you so much for coming on, man. What a great, great show. I hope everyone tunes in tomorrow to the Wrestling DeLorean podcast. I hope everyone has a great day. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Wrestling DeLorean Pod, on TikTok at Wrestling DeLorean Pod, and now on Twitter at W underscore DeLorean Pod. And guess what? The interviews are not done because we have a special guest on Friday. We're going to have a special interview with none other than the most polarizing man in professional wrestling. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we have a special interview with Vince Russo on this show on Friday. So stay tuned for that. Make sure you don't miss AEW's Fighter Fest because we're talking all about it tomorrow morning. Have a great day. Take care. Peace out.
From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 